0: This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast, episode number 102. Chris, welcome. How are you today?
1: Great to be here. I'm doing well.
0: Good, glad to hear it. I'm Craig. Uh, Of course, you know after 102 episodes, people kind of probably the voices. But I'm Craig. He's Chris, and today we're talking about uh, economics for small fleets. Now, uh, to be clear, Chris and I are both genius economists. (laughs) Uh, We're here to dispel any and all myths, rumors, and questions about the economy. Um, all, all, you know, all global macroeconomic issues will be solved here in the next, uh, you know, 30 or so minutes. Right, yeah. Chris. I'm,
1: I'm kind of thinking that no one has ever used genius and our names in the same sentence before. <laughs> so I'm not sure that that's true.
0: I I don't know I told you the story if people can go back I don't know what episode it was the story when I snuck out stuck snuck a girl out of my basement as a teenager that was pretty genius Chris okay yeah it
1: was was smart I'm not sure I'd say (laughs)
0: genius (laughs) so Chris before we get started of course people should go to Hollandassetsllc.com to check out full show notes uh, to get documentation for financials episodes to uh, to hear past episodes and to submit questions and comments that uh, they'd like us to address in future episodes um, and they can also find us on Facebook where you know we also share some other fun things, photos and updates from the road, that sort of thing. so uh, any other housekeeping that I'm forgetting?
1: yeah, first I want to thank everybody for their submissions um, their mm. questions and their stories you know kind of how Holland Assets helped you out we've we've got a a, a not an overwhelming number but a decent number of them and i'm going to start working through those in the next few weeks so we're going to build an episode with that where we announce the winner of of the prizes and and have some of those folks um on the show i'm i'm tentatively scheduling it for the 8th of june i've kind of this summer is going to be crazy for me and in this you know the next uh several weeks is and so i i i can't do it the next episode i just don't have time so i think in two episodes june 8th plan mm-hmm. on that uh should be a fun, should be a fun episode. Yeah. I'm so thank you everybody for the the submissions.
0: It, All right. Very cool. good. And people can still submit when this comes out? Um, No. No. It, there it's, was a deadline. Closed? Yeah. Okay. I think
1: we, I think it was like the 5th of May or something okay, like that. So yeah, we're, we're past that.
0: Okay. Just wanted to make sure. That's right. No more work. Okay. No. That's, uh, we already have a lot of work to do. So. <laughs> if you want to submit
1: questions or uh, we, I think hopefully if this goes well, we'll do it more than once. Mm. And so maybe at some some uh, future episode we will do it again.
0: All right. Very good. And you also mentioned uh, that you saw something recently, Chris, that made you chuckle. It made me laugh. Oh, and you said you wanted to bring it up, but uh, what is it?
1: And I can't remember exactly where I saw it. It probably like maybe Facebook or something like that. But I I see this ad that, that uh, talks about uh, making a passive income in trucking. And wait a minute,
0: may- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. A pa- okay, so let me see if I got this right. A passive income yeah, like, in trucking, like like you're like, gonna earn a passive
1: income, like you do in real estate. You know, real estate's kind of known for that passive income, which,
0: which of course is hilarious for anybody who's ever owned you know one or two small properties. Like, yeah. that's a lot of work. Yeah,
1: there's even in real estate, passive income's not all that passive. <laughs> but to try to think that you can make a passive income in trucking. Uh, I don't, I don't know how that works. Isn't
0: that what you're just going to get, you know, 20, 30 trucks out on the road. You're just going to go sit my ties on the beach. Right. Isn't yeah, that the plan? I, Chris? Yeah,
1: I wish. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Especially when you're, when you're first starting out, you can't just go buy a truck and give that truck to somebody else to just let it manage itself. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. You, have you ever seen those memes with a guy? He's like sitting at a table outside a park, always holding a cup of coffee. And he's like, and it says something along the lines of convince me.
0: Oh! Oh! Sure! Yeah! Yeah!
1: Yeah! So, I I would say that with this one, uh, I'll be the guy sitting at the table and uh, convince me me there there's no such thing as passive income and trucking. Convince me otherwise.
0: Oh! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, That is actually pretty funny. That is worth a chuckle. Good one, Chris. Yeah. Uh. Cool. Well, the main topic today, like I said, is uh, solving the entire world's economic problems uh so why don't you just say start from the beginning chris i don't Tell- want to
1: i don't want to solve them i'm just going to complain about them <laughs> and, and talk about them
0: hey you're not you're never going to get miss america with that attitude <laughs> yeah, you don't want to solve not. world hunger
1: <laughs> i i thought one of the things that would be kind of fun starting this one out is we'll just continue with the uh acronyms oh, so I, no. I brought an acronym in this one bluff B-L-U-F.
0: bluf
1: it's it's another one from my military world
0: oh okay so i have no idea.
1: bottom line up front oh so i i just i kind of want to say that one, there's a lot of uncertainty in the market right now. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and, and I think freight rates are going to kind of level off. They're not going to continue to climb like they have been. And they've, they've, we've seen recently they're starting to go down a little bit. And I think that may continue some, but I don't think it's all doom and gloom. Like I, I think there's still some good things to look forward to. Um, I don't think it's going to get as bad as it has in the past. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. So there's my bottom line up front. It's changing there's uncertainty, but I don't think the sky is falling.
0: Right. I mean, we've talked a lot in previous months, uh, gosh, even the last year, year and a half about how good the freight market has been. Um, and you know, you've been kind of riding a wave at Holland assets. It's been very nice, right? Setting records month after month, yeah. and you know, things have been really good. Uh, but always in the back of, Anybody's mind, certainly in mine and yours, and but it but should be in anybody's mind who's listening, whenever you hear, oh yeah, we're riding that wave, things are looking great. Well, that wave is gonna crash down at some point, right? You have to be prepared for that eventuality. Yeah. Right. So yep. is that kind of what we're getting after today?
1: Exactly. And we, we've talked a little bit about um, in some of the early episodes, we talked a little bit about Joseph from the Bible. Oh, that's right. right? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. The the seven years of the seven good years of corn. In the seven years of skinny ca- skinny cows. I think that's how it is if I remember right. We've, we've Chris, just been uh, eating you know, lots of corn.
0: You and I, wonder, we're going to review Genesis, okay? Because it sounds <laughs> is that like where it is in Genesis. I don't, is it that? Maybe. I don't know.
1: Genesis seems like a little too early in the Bible for Joseph, but maybe not. Uh, Chris, just how well I know.
0: You know it. what? You need to go back to Sunday school. All Probably. Right. Okay. Yeah,
1: a lot of things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, where do we go from here then um, so, on this issue?
1: So let's, let's talk a little bit. So there's, a lot of uncertainty and you can kind of see that in the market right now. Like if you look at the stock market, it's down 900 mm. points one day, up 900 points the next day, down 900 points the other. It's like this, you know, it just doesn't know what it's doing. Right. And, and that's because there's a lot of uncertainty. And and there's a lot of things that are going on right now that are kind of causing this uncertainty. You think about, you've got a, the war in Ukraine, um, the energy market's a mess right now, you know, oil and gas and, you know, Russia's such a big supplier that people don't know what's, you know, kind of what to make of things. And so, you know, fuel prices are going way up, which is causing inflation to go way up. Um, Interest rates are going up to try to combat inflation. You've got China right now that has, you know, for the last month or so, they've locked down a big chunk of their country and stopped manufacturing stuff, which means, you know, a lot of those goods aren't making it to the U.S. And so they're not getting shipped through the U.S., which is you know, kind of disrupting the freight market a little bit. There's a lot of things that are causing all this disruption right now. And and that creates that uncertainty. And when there's uncertainty in the market, you know, people don't want to invest. And so you think about it from your our perspective, you know, with a truck and in, in the trucking industry, you know, if you're a, an owner operator or a small fleet and you're thinking about, you know, adding a truck and, you know, if you don't know what rates are going to do in the next three months, are you going to want to go spend money on a new truck? Right. Probably not, yeah. and so that, that's basically if you think about that uh, through all sectors of the economy, everybody's looking at things right now and and trying to make that same decision. And a lot of people are going to probably over the next six months or so kind of hold off on you know making big investments or big expenses because nobody really knows what what's happening.
0: Right. It's why markets are often really volatile around something as routine as a presidential election. Yeah. It, just because, hey, what's going to happen? What's the new uh, administration going to? going to do. Right. And so that yep. uncertainty is uh, yeah, is a major, major factor. Sorry. Um, uh, sorry. So I, I feel like I kind of cut you off. Go on.
1: So I, I just, I'm hoping that people have been listening kind of to the spirit of the podcast over the last little while. They've been smart about saving money. They've been smart about their growth. So they're not trying to grow faster than they can, than they can kind of support. And um, if, if, you, if they've been doing that, you know, even if things trend down, they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. should be okay
0: so when what what was the best did it peak this month and you feel like it's coming down or or did things peak a while ago and you're seeing a new trend over the last few months what's what's the story now
1: it's kind of interesting it depends on what you talk about um what's peaking so if you look at at the freight rates freight rates kind of actually peaked in january which is kind of weird yeah that is weird um and they've been kind of going down a, a little bit since then and you know i have we hit the bottom with where rates are going to go i i don't know they they went they got up as high as like 350 a mile mm. um on average across the country and they've they've started to you know come down and and i think they're closer into that high 2s 3 dollar range um and and i think they're probably going to start to level off but they i wouldn't be too surprised if they go down even to the the 250 range but even at 250 um most trucking companies should be able to make things work at, at two fifty a mile, right? Um, so I, I'm not overly concerned about it. But if you look at, um, I, so I, I've been doing a lot of research on this, and you know some things that are interesting. I, looking at freight volumes, and freight volumes is really traditionally what has been kind of the big driver of what happens with freight rates. And I was kind of surprised to see this, but freight volumes actually peaked. Guess one,
0: mm, December. No,
1: they peaked in August of 2019. Really. Yeah, so freight rates kind of through COVID, even as or freight volumes, even as the rates have gone really, really high, um, freight volumes actually have kind of held steady. You know, there's been some little fluctuations, Mm -hmm. but they haven't gone super crazy, nothing like what the rates have done. And I think one of the big driving factors of that is the driver shortage cause you've got all these trucking companies out there, especially big trucking companies trying to hire drivers and they can't hire drivers. And so, you know, you drive by some of these bigger trucking companies, you'll actually see a decent number of trucks parked there. You know, if they had drivers to put in those trucks, they could keep every last one of those trucks busy, but they just, they can't find the drivers. And I don't think that's anything that's gonna change anytime soon.
0: Is there a reason for that that you can think of or that you know of maybe? Why is there a driver shortage? I have
1: a a lot of reasons for it. You know, if you look at the average age of drivers in, I I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like in their forties. You just don't have a whole lot of young people getting into the trucking industry, especially as drivers. Um, And so you've got this aging population. You've got guys that are retiring. You got a, a, a handful of people that came out of the industry because of, more stringent drug testing mm. measures, you know, guys that weren't happy with the hours of service changes. So you, you have this big exodus of, of, you know, your, your senior drivers, you don't have a whole lot of younger guys coming in. And you know, that, that's a big, that's a big chunk of why, um, you've got a driver shortage. driver shortage has always been a problem, but it just keeps getting worse and worse. And yeah, you know, I I read one study. I can't remember exactly what it said, but I think I think it said that right now the driver shortage is, is roughly eighty thousand drivers, and they project that by I think it was twenty twenty eight, it's going to be one hundred sixty thousand, so oh double gosh. what it is right now. Yeah. So so you've got this problem that's going to kind of continue, and and I actually think that is good, for advantageous for owner operators and small trucking companies because you the bigger companies can't fill the demand because they can't bring on enough drivers and so um they have to put a lot of their you know a lot of the freight has to go on the spot market and get mm. taken care of otherwise and you know so that that means a, a guy that's a, an employed truck driver can um find a job or, or become an owner operator and and make as much or more money and right. so you know I, I think we're seeing you know you've seen a, a bit of that over the last little while. And and then small fleets tend to have, they treat their drivers a little bit better and and um, pay better. And and there's a lot of benefits to small fleets. And so I think small fleets will do a better job of managing that driver shortage than everybody else will.
0: If, if they follow 101 episodes of Chris's now, advice. And that that'll make fun. it, yeah, that'll make it even better for sure. Now, I, I apologize if this is a bit of a detour, Chris, and we can kind of come back to what you've just been talking about. But is there is subcontracting in trucking a thing? So yep. if these bigger fleets are having a hard time uh, filling the volume that they need you know, to be out on the road, will they contact owner-operators and say, hey, we, yep. we'll subcontract with you?
1: So that's what a leased-on owner-operator really is. Oh, is that most all of the time? That is? Yeah, okay. is, is you've got somebody that owns their own truck and they go lease on or work for another motor carrier. And so... Big, I, I yeah. guess,
0: I guess I was thinking of it more on like a one-off situation. That sounds more like a long-term relationship
1: yeah. uh, than what I'm thinking the, if, if you're talking about one-offs, not not, not so as much, much be, that, that's when they'll, you know, uh, that's why a lot of fleets have brokerages mm-hmm. as well, the bigger fleets, um, because that's how, that's how they'll do that is okay. they'll go higher, you know, they'll throw it on the spot market and then a, a single owner operator will.
0: Yeah. Okay, so bringing it back though to what you were just saying is—is is the idea here that um, <laughs> that things are uncertain and they could start getting bad, quote unquote bad, however that's defined, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> if we wanted to define it by news headlines, it's always bad, right? <laughs> but uh, but you know what I'm talking about. They start talking about oh yes, it's nothing but driver shortages and uh, you know overworked companies or whatever, and. If I'm understanding you correctly, yes, that is, that's is—that's not good, quote-unquote, good for the economy as a whole. But if you are in an owner-operator position or if you're a small fleet and you are able to navigate that, it could actually be okay for you, yeah, even it, good
1: for you. And and it can be. And I, and I think this is one of the things that you need to kind of keep in mind within the trucking industry if you are an owner-operator or a small fleet is you're gonna have these ups and downs in the in the market. It's always gonna happen. It's always happened. It's never gonna stop. It's gonna continue being like this. And so what you really need to do is take advantage of the good times, you know, save some money. And that's when you really make can make really good money in the trucking industry.
0: I'm sorry, Chris, what was that? Save save what and now? Sa- save money. Save money. Yeah, no, have you heard me say that before? Uh, once or yeah.
1: twice. So you, you save money so that when times do get a little bit more lean, you can you can get by. And so you you just kind of get by during those times make things work and then you're there ready to take advantage when things rebound and things get really good like they have been for the last year year and a half
0: right so i mean that's uh, the the only constant in this world is change yeah. right things yeah. are going to change always. so i mean it's kind of like i was saying at the beginning you're riding the wave but uh, it should always be in the back of your mind that this won't last forever and the the opposite is also true right so when things are tough you know it the a driver shortage may give opportunities to somebody like a you know an owner operator but it's also potentially going to raise some stress levels um and so you know if there's an economic downturn hey you know it should always be in the back of your mind this is temporary things change the wave will come back again right
1: yeah right so let's kind of just summarize let's wrap it all Mm. wrap it all together kind of what we've been talking a little bit about um Expect that change. It's going to happen, and the guys who are successful in business are typically people who are prepared to change, prepared for you know the, the downturn, and guys who are able to adapt. Hmm. Um, the ultra successful be a, are people be who, a water bear, Chris. Be a water bear. There you go. Oh, exactly. I don't know. Be what prepared that was, but. and be a water bear. <laughs> and and so, guys that are successful can do one of those two things. Guys that are ultra successful are able to do both. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're well-prepared and they're able to, to adapt. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I would, I would advise everybody to do. That's kind of what we're talking about with this uncertain times in the economy, be prepared, be ready to adapt. Um, one other thing that I kind of want to talk a little bit about is um, just kind of what I think is going to happen with rates. Over the next little while, mm. um, like I talked about, Ooh,
0: is this the part where we pull out your uh, your crystal ball? <laughs> my crystal and ball, yep. gaze into its starry depths. Yep, let's do that. Okay. So here it is.
1: Here's my crystal ball. Um, <laughs> I talked about rates have been as high and even a little bit over 350 a mile. Oh, we, we've seen some just incredible rates. Um, I think that's going to go down. We've seen it go down. I think it's going to kind of continue to go down. But I, it's not going to go down to where it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's you know fuels higher, you know driver pays higher. It, it's not going to go down as hot as as bad. I think
0: when you when you started out, I mean you were clawing out. What was it like a buck eighty? mile or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there
1: were there were times early on that we were averaging a dollar eighty a mile right. two dollars a mile. Um, I I think the rates are going to stay on average, and when I say two fifty a mile, I think. You, we're gonna bounce between the two fifty and three dollars a mile. Mm. Um, when I say two fifty, I'm talking average across the country. You're probably gonna see situations where it drops below two fifty, but I don't think that's gonna be, you know, that that's gonna be in certain markets. Right. You know, it's like gas prices. Localized, like gas prices, like you know, freight's just kind of that way. You know, I'm sorry, loads
0: <clears throat> fuel prices. Fuel price. pri- did I say gas? I did. Oh, I we, you did? we both oh, did.
1: Wow. Yeah, fuel prices. <laughs> um, you know, there there are times like freight. Going into California's a dollar fifty a mile. Mm-hmm. Like y- you're gonna, you're probably gonna see stuff like that. But on average, across the country, I don't think you're gonna see stuff dropping below two fifty a mile for any given period of time. And 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 you should be able to at least survive on that two fifty okay. mile.
0: All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Chris uh, has gazed into the future
1: <laughs> with that. Can I give a disclaimer? <laughs> sure. I want to be. I want to pretend like I'm a lawyer for a second. Uh, I love it. Um, so so
0: first, you were an economist. Now you're a lawyer. And uh, now I'm a lawyer. Yeah, I got it.
1: putting on different hats. <laughs> um, economists are like weathermen. You know, they they look at a lot of different data points and a lot of different things, and in in all reality, it's a lot of educated guesses. Right. And so you know, I I, I say these things, and I could be wrong. Like it it happens. This is my best. You know best guess of of what i think is going to happen over the next little while um but you know how you combat that is just like what we've been talking about is um you be prepared so that no matter what road you've got in front of you whether it's a road littered in potholes and um is rough and and ragged or one that you know is newly paved and 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 is smooth you're going to be able to navigate it no matter what
0: yeah well uh you know that's one thing that economists and weathermen both have or what, what do we call meteorologists meteorologists okay weather people Chris. there you go I know, I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> one thing they both have in common is um uh that they're really good at looking at the past yeah oh yeah i mean okay i guess that's even an arguable point but they're <laughs> a lot better at looking into the past and seeing what happened and why than they are at looking into the future and saying here's what's gonna happen and why right yep um, but that being said that doesn't mean they don't have anything to offer. It doesn't mean we shouldn't pay attention.
1: You should so. pay attention to them, but every always take what they say with a grain of salt.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, Chris. So uh, I think uh, that's that's going to wrap up our main topic. Uh, if I were to put a bow on it, it's pay attention. Economics matter. They obviously your economics matter, but <laughs> the larger world around you does as well for your business. Yep. So, Chris. Uh, do you have an impact tip for us today? Actually, I do. Oh, we skipped last week. Yeah, so. I've got one. Okay, what is and
1: I, hopefully, I haven't used this one before, but maybe I have. Okay, it's a pretty simple one. All right, be prepared. Didn't you just said that? I know, and I, that's the impact tip. Too, oh, okay, is be prepared.
0: <laughs> You're recycling impact tips from within the same
1: episode. Now, Chris. <laughs> well, it wasn't officially an impact tip until I just said it just now. So, mark uh, that in your books, Boy Scouts. Need to be prepared, and, right. and so do um, owner-operators and fleet owners. Be the, prepared.
0: Oh, Chris, you know what? This is what we need. To, we, okay, we need to, you know the scout motto, obviously. You yeah. just said it. There's the scout law, the scout yeah. oath. We need to do these for truckers as well. So, you know, like a scout is trustworthy, loyal, yeah. helpful, friend, all that stuff. We need to do that for truckers. And ha- there's your t-shirt, Chris. That's, a. that's our, the, trucker, the trucker's law, right? <laughs> a 12-point trucker's law a trucker is
1: okay i'll try i'll try to, that's a good idea I'll, I'll try i'll put some thought into that one we will sell tens of those chris tens, tens of them tens of them that's right sounds like uh it'll make us a good meal
0: <laughs> which we will then actually just put right into savings and uh eat 12 peanut m&ms for lunch like chris did when he was on the road right uh all right well very good uh chris it was short and sweet today um i'm not i i didn't prepare a story or anything for today. I know it's a short episode, and I, I think I've promised people that if it was less than 25 minutes, I would tell a story. Well so. you've
1: got a few minutes to think about that and uh, you could do a story <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: after. All right, well we'll we'll roll the music and uh, we'll see if I come up with anything in that time. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you go to com. Uh, Make sure you find us on Facebook, uh, you know, Lobby Chris to put my face on the side of a truck, all all that kind of stuff. Uh, We'd love to hear from you all there. (laughs) And uh, thanks for listening. Chris, I'll see you in a couple weeks. See you next time. All right, Chris, I got one. It's short and sweet. This is another one from when I was a kid. And the reason I'm thinking of this is because I went to my five, five-year-old daughter's uh, t-ball game last night. And, and uh, so with, with t-ball, especially, okay, so I grew up in Seattle where in the 90s. Seattle in the 90s. Anybody who knows anything about Major League Baseball knows that I grew up in a crazy uh, baseball scene. Um, so I was in t-ball and 6 years old and i'm just it's, it's just a story of the greatest moment of my life that's all okay <laughs> so uh if you're curious what what the end result of this is going to be uh so i'm at my daughter's t-ball game and they haven't even told these kids what first base is right this is this is real sad i feel like yeah, they should at least know what first base is you hit the ball you drop the bat you run to first base i feel like in contrast, we took T-ball really seriously when I was <laughs> six in Seattle. So, anyway, uh, I'm playing shortstop. <clears throat> up comes to bat, Dusty Farkas. <laughs>
1: That's a good name. I, it, I like it's, that one. It's, it's actually a great name. Yeah. We
0: made fun of him a lot when we were kids because we were dumb kids, but it's a great name. So, anyway, Dusty Farkas comes up to bat, and his dad had obviously worked hard with him. And so he squares up at the T, and lets rip a, a line drive right over my head. Okay, so I'm at shortstop, and goes right over my head uh, into the outfield. He chugs into second base, whatever it was, and you know, and then a couple innings later, comes up, does the exact same thing. He knew right where to hit it. He had practiced this a thousand times with his dad in the backyard, apparently. So the third time, he's up to bat. I formed my genius plan, Chris. Oh. This, you, know, here, so you
1: backed up and you got prepared for it. That's,
0: that's right. I, uh, <laughs> I pulled out my trucker's law t-shirt. <laughs> I got prepared. Um, and uh, no, my master plan, you said I wasn't a genius, Chris. How dare you? Because my master plan was to wait till Dusty hit it and then jump really high. Uh, and I did. And I jumped up, put my hand way up in the air, caught the ball. Line drive right in my glove. Six years old. Wow! This is not a thing. This wow, is not a normal impressive. thing, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm as surprised as anybody when I come down and I've got the ball in my hands. But you would have thought that I had single handedly overthrown the Soviet Union, right? <laughs> like I was Rambo behind enemy lines. These parents went nuts. You have never heard anything like it in your that's life. Funny. That's uh, funny. And it's I I really do attribute that moment. Uh, to that moment my love of baseball that continues to this day pretty cool. uh, I mean among other things but like it's one of those things so is so whatever it is that you love I, I always say everybody's a nerd about something in my family we loved baseball right and so that kind of rubbed off on me and you, so whoever's listening you're a nerd about something find a way to pass out on to your kids give them, find them a, a, a way to give them that moment right of just pure glory and oh it'll stick with them for a long long time that's cool so there you go chris
1: so so guess where my first t-ball game was
0: uh, uh where where you, you grew up here in utah uh, i grew right? up all over the place so. oh that's right okay so where was it
1: uh stillicum washington
0: really yeah Oh, man, leave it to Washington to have a place name like Stillicum, <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: So, do you have to Just go to, outside of Tacoma.
0: I was going to say, do you have to go through Cleelum and into <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yakima? Yeah. And, uh-huh. yep. yeah. Okay. yeah, Washington has some good names. That's oh, they're so good. Yeah. They're so good. Um, anyway, all right, there you go, Chris. Kay. I don't mean to belabor it, but good, there's your good story. story. All right, we'll see everybody see next time.